Welcome to WDW for Families, the original family-friendly trip planning podcast, helping you plan your Disney vacation for over five years. All right, welcome to WDW for Families, and I'm here with, Stephanie is here. Hello, my friend. And Charity is here. Hi. And we have the Alabama Flash. Hello. <laughs> Rusty, you almost sounded put out that you're here. Hello. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's right, and, so. <laughs> and Randall J is in the house. Hello. <laughs> the Barry White of WDW for Families is here in the house. Hey, I, it's been a long time since we have had a question show. And the main reason it's been a long time we haven't had a question show is because we haven't had a lot of questions over this break. But we finally got a question last week from one of our listeners uh, out in Colorado, sent me a text and said, uh, what would WDW for Families recommend at this time to rope drop? Now, let me explain that for our listeners who may not know what that means or maybe new to Disney. The term rope drop comes from when the park used to actually put ropes in front of where you would stand before they would let you enter into the main sections of the park. They would actually let you in a little bit into the park, but they would stop you with these ropes. And then when the time for opening would happen, they would drop the rope and you would all sprint off to whatever area that you wanted to go to first. And so the term has become, uh, well, it has become a term for basically which ride are you going to run to first with the uh, idea that the line is not going to be as long if you're one of the first ones there. You should not be running in the theme park, though. Correct. But, you know, there's always that guy. There's, There's always that guy running or briskly walking. To the, uh, to the attractions. So in theory, you get to these attractions before everybody and it cuts down your wait time. So usually, and I mean, common sense says, what type rides are you going to for quote unquote rope drop? Anybody answer? Well, I will just say, you're going to the line that uh, often is long. So you're Correct. getting... You know, you're, you're bypassing the long line. And I will say the strategy might be a little different now that fast passes are virtually unattainable. Right. See, back in the day, you could knock out, you would fa- rope drop one and you would fast pass the other. So you would take care of two of the longer line rides in theory at the beginning of the day. So what I've done is we split all four parks and each, we're, we're going to answer what we think WDW for Families would recommend at this time during the COVID mask wearing Disney season of no fast passes. And this is going to help me because I'm going in a, few, in a week or so. What is the rope drop ride you're going to do? And we're going to start with Epcot. We're going to go to Epcot. And whenever we have an Epcot question, we immediately go to our Epcot insider, Ms. Charity Rockford. So, Charity, what are we rope dropping at Epcot? This is a good question because I actually had a debate with this guy on Epcot because he was like, are you sure it's not this one? I'm like, yes, I'm sure it's not that one. So, go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I wonder if we have the same opinion on this one, but um, I would actually head for Test Track. 
So um, I know it's, you know, it's probably the question, um, you know, well, why test track over, you know, a heading towards Norway, right? Um, test track has a propensity to go down at times. So if you get it in and you get it in early in the day, then there's, you know, there's no chance that, oh, if it went down, we missed it. Or if it rains, it's down. Um, Why does it go down? It's down. Why does it go down? Is it the rain that brings it down? Because it, it goes outside. It just breaks down. So, yeah, I mean, if, if, if it's more than a sprinkle, plus, I mean, it's, it's an aged ride at this point. Um, you know, it, it is one that they need to do a, a lot of maintenance work on. And, you know, I, I think they've had other things keeping them preoccupied. Um, okay. But, yeah, um, I, when we were there, um, you know, it did have longer lines when it was up. And um, so, yeah, that, that's where I would head. It has more appeal for the whole family. Um, so that's where I'd head. All right. Anybody disagree with that? Anybody with a with a dis opinion that might be different than that? I won't disagree. In fact, I'll second what Charity said. Um, I will add that at the moment, that's kind of the only thing over there I'm interested in. So we'll go ride that. Maybe we'll hit Mission Space, and then we're heading over to the land, which is really where we want to be anyway. See, I think you guys are really missing one. And in fact, I think. I I would recommend Soren. Wouldn't you rope drop Soren? I mean, Stephanie, what do you think? Yes, I'm giving a, a hard head nod on that one. Um, yeah, okay. My reasoning for rope dropping Soren is actually selfish um, because it's literally my favorite ride at Epcot. And I want to make 110% sure that I ride it at least one time. So that's where I'm going. Yeah, I think I, I think we're not far off with those two. I mean, I don't. Depending on the time of the day, I think the two are very similar wait times. I do think that Charity's right. Obviously, that Test Track does shut down more, but I think where Soren might have the edge is its lines maybe ten or twenty minutes longer than Test Track. I'm not sure. What do you say, Stephanie? Well, look, I just, I want to throw this um, scenario in there too, because I feel like, you know, we have listeners with kids of all different ages and um, let's be honest, if you have a, a tween girl or young girl, anywhere from the age of like four to maybe nine um, and that are huge Frozen fans, um, you're pretty much going to have to go ahead and knock out Frozen first. Um, so I want to also say that that may be a good option as well, dependent on your, what your family dynamic is. And okay. I, I will add to that. Um, do not put that ride off. If, if you know that you are going to do the frozen ride, do not put that off until later in the day thinking, oh, the lines will die down towards the evening. The lines for that ride get worse towards the evening because you have more of the people in the park out in the world showcase. So the world or the, the ride lines for that, the wait times increase throughout the day 
instead of decreasing throughout the day, which as we'll talk about, there are a lot of other rides that you'll see. The line time is pretty long in the morning, but it'll die off throughout the day. Uh, that is not the case for the frozen ride. I right, will Rusty. add, oh, sorry. if you don't mind, I'm gonna add that with all of these parks, with all of these rope drop ideas, I think something to consider is the capacity of the ride and how that might have changed with the COVID uh, restrictions. And so um, with, with uh, Test Track, as far as I could tell, they're putting one party per car. And if you're a party of one, you get a car to yourself. Whereas with um, over at the land with Soren, they're accommodating a greater number of people a great a higher percentage of normal capacity is being um, accepted and so in our experience the lines for soren were very short and the lines for test track when it was running were much longer that's why i would go to i would go to soren for i mean excuse me i'd go to test track first that's what huh? we saw for ours as well all right what about rusty you've remained quiet here any thoughts yeah, yeah i do agree that test track to me it seems to break down a lot in comparison to many rides at Disney. So I'm, I'm all for going there first. Now, as our family, uh, our favorite ride is Soren, And so I know Dana would be like, no, we're heading to Soren first. But um, I do like riding test track. And it does seem, I, I've never, I've never been to, this is true. I've never gone, I've had a fast pass for test track. I've never gone when I had a fast pass where it was not broke down. So I've quit. I've just quit getting fast passes for test track because I, I bet you on the last ten trips, it was broke down during our fast pass time. So I would go there first. All right. So let's go over to. Let's go to Animal Kingdom next. Let's see what uh, our traditional Animal Kingdom analyst, Randy Whitman, has to say about the Animal Kingdom. Well. You know, generally speaking, you would always go towards the flight of passage for your first rope drop ride. It is near the entrance and a busy ride. Um, and so traditionally, you would go there first. I still think that's a pretty good idea. Um, I will say, though, it tends to run at nearly full capacity um, with the COVID stuff. So we, you know, personally, we rode it twice and we waited less time those two times than we waited to get on the safari. Um, so, you know, I, I still think it's probably where I would go first, um, especially with when, when we were there, Animal Kingdom was so empty that you didn't mind waiting for 10 minutes. It made it feel like maybe the ride was worth riding more because you waited for 10 minutes instead of just walking on like most things were. Um, so it didn't bother me to wait 10 minutes. Um, but that's kind of what the wait was everywhere we went. So I, I don't know that it matters as much in animal kingdom. Um, but you know, probably for argument's sake, uh, flight of passage is probably the best move. What about Everest? Is there any inclination to head to Everest? Uh, it's just so far away and right now you just don't need to. Um, I think we rode it, waited five or 10 minutes, 
we waited for the girls to ride it again because we didn't feel like riding it again. And they were in line and all the way from the beginning, you know, from where they got in line to coming back to meet us, I think was 10 minutes. It just, wow. it was just so quick. I, I think okay. that's still the case. And I, and I think they're running again, they're running at 80, maybe 80% capacity or something. They're running at a very high capacity. Stephanie? All right, Stephanie. Yeah. Well, I was just going to throw in there. Um, I, I agree with you, Randy. Um, when I was there several weeks ago, um, we were able to ride Everest six times. Um, we could have ridden it a bunch more. Um, but I just didn't feel the necessity to rush over there. Um, but I also want to throw out again for families that have smaller kiddos and maybe their kiddos um, can't ride um, Flight of Passage. I would say they might opt to go to Kilimanjaro Safari um, and go that route instead of Flight of Passage just because um, there's going to be so many more things for the younger kiddos to see there. Um, and that one is so good for all ages. So I would say if you have family with young kids, then I would head that direction. If you go with the philosophy that animals are going to be more out and active first thing in the morning, then I would say go ahead and take the safari first, even if it means waiting 10 minutes longer, waiting waiting 25 minutes instead of 15 for flight of passage, uh, it still might be worth it if you believed the animals are more active first thing in the morning. I, and okay, I would just add one caveat to that, that as we get into the cooler month, the animals are going to be more active while it's the warmer part of the day. So um, what, what we've, you know, we, we had done that for years of go first thing as soon as you can, and that's when they'll be the most active. Um, found that in the winter, maybe a little bit later, especially since the animal kingdom is opening up early, early, you know, like at eight o'clock, um, maybe wait until it warms up a little bit during the day. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn on, um, which one I, I think it's really a, a family preference based on your, you know, your demographics and your wants, um, because I would almost think, um, for us, even though like our youngest can't ride flight of passage, maybe we would do flight, flight of passage and go through the parent swap process and then head over to safari later. Um, if, you know, if we were going in, for example, December or January. All right, so that's Animal Kingdom and Epcot. So what we're saying for Epcot right now is test track as our community. We're saying test track unless we have small children and then, or especially little princesses, and then we're saying frozen. And for Animal Kingdom, we're saying flight of passage unless you've got small children and then probably safari. Um, or, okay, so now here's the controversial two to me. I think yeah. the most... The most interesting ones. First, we'll go with DHS because we always end with Magic Kingdom. But DHS may be the most controversial one right now. What do you say, Rusty? It's going to kind of play off what Stephanie said earlier. A lot of this is going to come down to what's the age group in your, you know, who, who are you going with? So I would go Slinky Dog first. 
uh, because of the lines there are still just incredibly long. And I, I would try to get there first. You can now do the virtual queuing for Rise of Resistance at, at 10 a.m. and at 2 p.m. And so that means you don't have to get there right when the park opens. And so there's going to be opportunities for you to go on. But Slinky Dog, every time I've gone, has just been a very long line. I know Minnie Mickey's is running a pretty long line right now, uh, but I, I'm, I mean, I'd go back and wait for that, I guess. I just want to, want to get a Slinky Dog as quickly as I could. Any thoughts on maybe doing Minnie and Mickey's Railroad, Stephanie? Okay, well, I wasn't going to, I was not going to comment on that, but. No, go <laughs> um, ahead. But go I want to. What I do want to throw out there is another thing to factor in is um, the weather. Um, if the temperature, if it's super hot and you're looking at going to Slinky Dog Dash, um, be ready to sweat it out. Um, I think you need to be flexible. Um, so, so you have to think about, okay, which rides have mostly indoor cubes? And if it's super hot, if it's rainy, I would lean towards those options too. And that goes for every park. If it's raining, if it's pouring down rain, you know it's probably only gonna rain for a few minutes. So I would say maybe float to something that's indoor and then rotate to outdoor. So I'm just gonna throw, I know that throws everything out of whack <laughs> and I don't mean to do that, but I just feel like I need to express that. So well, that would, that would, I think that would be Toy Story Mania then. Like, I think yeah. that would probably be your, if, if it is raining, like, I don't, I don't know if we have a contingency for every park. Like, if it is overcast in 20, then you should go. But, but yes, if it is raining, probably Toy Story is your, is your go-to there. You're right about Slinky Dog. You are, you are in the sun on Slinky Dog. And, even Mickey and Minnie's, um, you're going to be indoor a little bit, but the line will extend outside the Chinese theater there. Charity, Randy, do you have any comments about DHS here? Um, I just, I, let's go with oh, Charity Go ahead first, first Randy. Okay. Nope, Charity. Um, I, I would say, Todd, as far as your question about Mickey Minnie's, um, it, Mickey Minnie's is one of those rides that the line piles up in the morning and it really slows down later in the day. Um, for example, when we were there, it was 45, 55 minutes in the morning, 20, 25 in the later afternoon, um, uh, right up until park close. So we did it later in the day and, you know, bypassed all of the lines and, um, you know, and, and really, you know, lucked out timing wise with that. So yeah, I, I would say, um, you know, because it is the thing that everybody wants to hit. They seem to want to do that first thing in the morning, and then it it really um, cuts back later in the day. So I, I wouldn't suggest going for that one um, unless it is your must-do for the day. Um, you know, it, it's done really well with seeming to stay up for most of the day. They don't have a lot of technical issues, um, which is great considering that it's all brand-new technology. Um, but yeah, I, I would not rope drop, rope drop that one. Okay. Randy, you probably have another candidate that we haven't even mentioned. Yeah. When we went, the we, we rope dropped the rock and roller coaster. Um, that's where we went straight first. And I don't know that that was the right thing, but that's what we did. 
Uh, one thing I like about the Toy Story uh, roller coaster, what, what, what's that called? Slinky also, Dog Dash. Thank you, Slinky Dog Dash. One thing I like about going there is that as soon as you're done, you fall out of that ride into another, right? You can go over Toy Story Mania, you can do the Aliens. So you're, you get to knock out a few things right at, at the beginning. What's weird about Hollywood Studios is there's like three or four. You add Smuggler's Run to the list, and now you've got, you know, four at least rides that we've talked about that are real potential to be your first ride, uh, to and be your rope drop ride. And if Rise of the Resistance didn't have a virtual queue, it would also be on there. It's sure. funny, we've gone from a park that literally had – just Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster to probably the five most five hottest rides. I love them. Flight yes. of Passage. Yeah, it's it just they've done really good things at DHS. So you have a lot to choose from, really, for your rope drop. It's a tough decision. I, I would say for me, for our family, we would go do Slinky Dog Dash if I had to do it again because I can go straight into another one and I can. I can really quickly ride three rides and knock them out. Um, yeah. So that's why I would choose that. But I would say my advice to be, would be to folks to pick the one that you know you want to make sure is a priority to your family um, that you don't miss. Charity, is something to add? When you're thinking about, you know, the area that you're in, right? Um, if you do head back for Smuggler's Run, uh, Star Wars, the the whole Black Spire outpost, it's all super, super busy in the morning, and it trails off throughout the day. Um, I would say Toy Story Land, though, it really pretty much stays busy most of the day. Um, so, you know, it is busier in the morning, but um, Randy, I, I think that's a really good option of going ahead and just you know, hitting those all in the morning and knowing you've got them done. All right. So last park, Magic Kingdom. Let's wrap this up. You've got several candidates. Stephanie, we gave you probably this, one of the hardest ones. So go ahead and give us the easy answer. Uh, well, I'll try. I, I'll tell you what I did um, on my past trip. And that was, of course, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, I don't know if I should be giving away divulging these secrets, but um, I'm sure most of you guys know or are aware that, um, you know, the opening times are what I like to call soft openings. Um, of course, they don't want people gathered at the entrances. So um, I kind of figured that out pretty quickly and arrived about an hour early to Magic Kingdom. And so with that hour, I was able to do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train three times and Peter Pan three times before the park quote unquote opened. Um, so I would say my advice would be the same thing. I would go to Seven Dwarfs. Um, yes, it's a very long queue, but um, so you're going to get your walk in. But uh, that's going to the line's going to build up there as the park really opens and you know around 9 30 10 o'clock when most of the people um show up that's where they're going to go so i would tend to go seven doors i think i think right, so, to make mention yeah. of that most of the parks open up 
earlier. I know um, DHS has opened up quite early right now compared to what the start time really is. And you can get there and really, you know, get through some of those like Slinky Dog. If you get to Slinky, if you, if you get there when the park opens and that's when you get there and go Slinky Dog, you're already going to be at a 50 minute wait. But if you get there 45 minutes early, an hour early, they may start letting people in. And a lot of times you can start riding. So, Well, all right. So I, any other candidates for Magic Kingdom? I mean, obviously for years and years, it's either been Peter Pan or Seven Dwarfs. And depending on the age of your teen or kids, if you have teenagers, it might be one of the mountains, either Space or Splash or Big Thunder. Uh, but those are the five. I don't think there's another candidate at Magic Kingdom. There will be soon. But not yet. What anybody have any thoughts on that? Is it? I do. I do. Okay. I think in practice, I'm doing what Stephanie's doing. I'm going to Mind Train. But something I'll bring up is that I think Mind Train is operating again at 75 or 80 percent capacity. I think that it's running pretty well. Peter Pan zooming. I think it's like regular capacity. Um, but one that's really running at a low capacity is the uh, oh come on the, the 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 cruise the river the river jungle cruise jungle cruise yes they used to pack those boats full and now they're putting on half of what they used to put on those boats maybe less I think and the boat uh, ride is going to be that way right where Andy it's they're all going to be. And I would imagine, like you say, jungle is going to be even more radically. Yeah, because they formerly packed so many people on. Hot uh, take, Randy Whitman, rope drop, jungle cruise. You heard it first here. I'm just saying you need to, <laughs> I, I would do it soon. I would do it before the line backed up a lot. So I don't know. I'm throwing it, I'm throwing it out there. Charity, g give, me, give me some feedback on that comment. Yeah, you know what? Um, once they change it over to Jingle Cruise, it does get kind of packed normally. I, I can't, um, I can't think that, you know, that it's going to be too different now because lower park capacity, but also lower ride capacity. So, I mean, it's going to be busy. I wouldn't necessarily rope drop it, but I would put it more towards the beginning of your day. Well, I just wonder what effect this is going to have on Country Bear Jamboree. I think we're all really curious about that. Um, I went. I went oh, with the same, the same three families that are always there with the same, same ones. I was going to say they've not had to decrease capacity at all. So. There was a guy in the back, <laughs> and he sang every song. He had taught his little kid the song, and, and they would sing with him, and they just thought it was the best thing ever. And then because the other, it, the other family and us, yeah, the other family and us, we, we, we stayed awake. It was fine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, I would say I'd probably head over to Splash for two reasons. One, it is going to have that limited capacity. And two, it's going to have, I mean, it's just limited time. It's a limited time. Well, the reason, the reason you're headed over to Splash is because you're going to have extra socks. And well, so I don't want to walk around in soggy socks all day. Stephanie, wow. what's your comment? Um, okay. Well, I just want to share uh, to our listeners. It's sort of a general overall touring, um, I guess, hint or thought. Um, just having recently been, um, I feel like, you know, a lot of people on social media are complaining and they're saying, 
oh, the wait times are awful after having heard about such fabulous wait times. Um, but in reality, I feel like that's a little bit of a misconception. Um, I feel like overall the parks are, are a little more crowded first thing. And then I feel like that somewhat dies down. Um, the advice I would give to a family, uh, this may be a little bit tricky, but is to really feel things out. If, a, if you walk up to, let's say, a big thunder, and it says on there 45 minutes, but you look at the line, and let's say you kind of know where the line typically is, and it's not there. It's like way up higher. Then you're going to know, okay, that's going to be a good one to ride. Um, and I feel like overall that the crowds go um, generally in a big glob. So if you can perceive, okay, these, this area is full of people. Let me move my people to a different area. Um, if you can kind of move things in a fluid way and go away from the crowds, then you're going to have no trouble. Um, because I really do feel like they move in sort of a pattern. And as long as you get away from that pattern in the park, like, and I'm not saying you have to go to the complete other side of the park, but let's say that they're over at Big Thunder and Splash and you, you see there's long lines. Well, then you might say, you know what, let's move over to Haunted Mansion or let's move over to Fantasyland. Um, and you're going to be able to um, have less wait times, I think. But it's about being flexible during this time. And it's about uh, not having one idea in mind and saying we have to do this. But it's about being flexible and moving. You know what? There's a ton of people. Let me go over here and ride this. And then a few minutes later, all those people are going to move to the next thing. So you're going to be able to ride things easier. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I'll just remind folks that when they don't have the fast pass working uh, at full capacity, then you have a far less people cutting you off in line. So the lines seem to go much quicker. They feel quicker because you're moving more. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like every, every line is 15 minutes or less, though that may be true at Animal Kingdom. But, you well, know, at Magic Kingdom, that's probably not true. And at, and at Hollywood Studios, it's definitely not true. You're, well, you, know, would, you can I, definitely find 45 and 55-minute lines. Well, I will say this, that the, the uptick may have more to do with the natural uptick of crowds during this time of year anyways. I mean, we are hitting the fall break season. And so, I, do, I mean, I do think there's going to be an uptick in crowds, uh, even with the, the – the, the cut back of how many people they're letting in the parks. I, I think it'll cool back down in November in theory until we get closer to Thanksgiving. Uh, but I, I, I do think this little spike is a, is a fall break spike. Am I, do you think I'm out of my gourd on that one? No, I agree. But I think also that people are shocked um, about the crowds at Hollywood. And I want to say, this is the new hotness. This is where everyone wants to go. So don't be surprised that everybody and their dog wants to go to Hollywood Studios. Don't be shocked by that. I mean, that's where, all, you know, it's just like you said earlier, Todd. 
this is where the new big rides are. Um, so yes, there's going to be a lot more people. Okay. Well, that about is it for this show. If anybody wants to add anything, speak now. Nope. nope. We're good. Everybody good. All right. Good deal. I got to put some kids to bed. So you're never too old to wish upon a star. <laughs>